Coming to you in hypersonic ultra-maximum high definition from the depths of the interwebs and straight into your ear holes, it's the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Featuring all of the people's names I wasn't paid enough to say in this intro. Time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 139. Before we get going, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Everybody go check it out right now if you're having fun listening to this stuff. On the, this used to, we used to call it the freemium, like the free channel. It's not the free channel anymore, really, because everything is free. The premium stuff is open to everybody. Of course, now no signups, no logins, nothing. Just go to cinemageekly.com slash premium. Listen to whatever you want, all the all the new stuff that gets posted, all of the archives, it's all there, and all of the shows available on Google Play Music and iTunes. Just go searching for the show of your choice by name, and you can subscribe to that particular podcast. Uh, this week, uh, a big get-together of Cinema Geekly family members to talk about Captain America Civil War. So let's quickly blow through this round table of people. Aaron, hello, sir. Hello, Tony. How are you? <laughs> We're not going to do it. I changed oh. my mind. Oh man, I was all come on. I was, uh, I was no, ready to get into this shit. I'm 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 fine though. Thank you for asking. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> How's everybody else doing? Everybody Good. all at once. Yay! Yay! Happy to be here. <laughs> Glenn, uh, Glenn, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? No, you, you really don't have to do this now. We're good. We're so good. Uh, uh, Jacqueline, how are you doing? Uh, spectacular, thanks. Jillian, welcome, good. and how are you? Very good. But really, how are you? I'm doing really terrible right now, actually, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I'm awful. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, everybody here has seen Captain America Civil War. I believe we all have opinions. I believe all of them mostly positive, but we will get into the chatter about the movie oh. in just a second. Aaron unzipping Jesus his pants. Christ. No, that wasn't me. What, what, what was that? Hell? Wait, who's making the sounds in front of the microphone? Who's doing it? Not I. I don't think it's me. I, could... <laughs> I have it. Like, I'm legitimately, not... someone just unzipped. <laughs> like, right. It's her mic. It did kind of sound like that. It could oh, be. A... I'm playing with my headphones, so it's not me. And I was no, on I'm, mute. I'm still in my work sweatpants, man. It may have been that. Maybe, maybe it was me. We'll never find out is the answer. Uh, we've got a few things to touch on before we talk about the movie. Glenn, I want to I wanna come to you first on this because this is the thing that you have been waiting for for, I think, maybe all your life. The official Killing Joke animated trailer, Batman the Killing Joke. I I believe you're on your 800th viewing of this trailer. What do you th- what what do you think? Tell me. Oh, how- we're how- easily in the st- in the thousands now. <laughs> he every bathroom break. Every time, like, oh, I got like a minute and 26 seconds to kill. I think I'll watch this again. He's not kidding. Before we <laughs> did, I, believe, I think before we did Flashing Arrow last week. He's like, hey, hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, and on the plus side, I can go listen to the Killing Joke trailer. And literally, as he's walking away, I can hear the trailer start playing in the background as he's tailing off. So he's Dedicated. not making that up. He's not making So if, if, if you drop a boom boom, then you can get like a good maybe 10 viewings out of it in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, just, 
Just well, you know, I have nothing to look forward to in the live action version. Like, it, if you make DC brown, can, can you do you train it? Do you put a few of them together? <laughs> Is that possible? Can you do that? I'm sure, sure like you sit there and just, just keep hitting, yeah, replay, yeah, you can, I'm sure you can get there. Okay, well, anyway, Glenn, through your multiple viewings in various locations, uh, what, what do you think of it? How's it looking? Uh, I mean, it looks pretty, I mean, the artwork can't be the same because uh, that is way too realistic, so I know they've gone with, like, other versions of what that artist has done, Yeah. or a similar artist, but all in all, I mean... It looks like what I want, and uh, you know, it's more than I can say anything Zack Snyder is going to deliver to me, so That's I'm right. pretty excited. I just think it's really funny that it comes out the exact same week as Suicide Squad, so I get to see Jared Leto's really odd punk rock performance, mm-hmm. and then I get to hear you know, my childhood hero, Mark Hamill, do it again. That's right. Mark, Mark Hamill is definitely one of the best Jokers. Maybe, maybe the best, depends on who you ask. Uh, Aaron, I'm guessing you've taken a peek at this. Uh, yeah, just a couple, but you know, I, I don't really like to watch TV while I poop. So probably not as much as Glenn. <laughs> I, I watched it way, ba- I watched it once way back when it came out, which was, uh, like a couple weeks ago now, I think. And I, the only thing I can remember from it is at the very beginning, they show Batman walking in slow motion and animation when they slow the video, like it wasn't, the animation wasn't done in slow motion. They mm-hmm. slowed a video of the movie down to slow motion and it looked really bad. And I'm like, I hope the animation in this film doesn't, it took me a second to realize that they slowed down actual finished footage of the movie. Right. It looked like really shitty animation for a second. Like it's yeah. Bruce Tim. Let's, let's calm yeah, down. No, it, 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 it <laughs> it if DC fun. entertainment does one thing right, it's their animation department. So, um, Jack Leonard Jillian, do either of you guys see this? Are you, have you ever watched any of the, like the DC animated stuff before? Um, I have never watched a full episode of an animated thing or a full thing, um, yeah. but I have read about The Killing Joke coming up, and I know a lot of people are super excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I so. saw it. And I saw one animated one. What's the one? It's Phantom something, and there's a girl who's in a phantom costume. Uh, Mask of Phantasm. It's Mask- the best Batman I movie. watched that one about a million times as a kid. I just remember yes. being very sad. I loved it, but it was very sad. <laughs> yeah, Bat- yeah, Batman Mask of the Fan. That came right off of the animated series, right, Glenn? Uh, They'll watch The was, Dark Knight Rises, or The Dark Knight Returns, rather. It was in between yeah. uh, the first and second season, because it's actually supposed to be like a lead-up to season two, and then they're like, ah, screw it, let's release it to the theaters. And they're like, well, that's not how we were breaking it down, but okay. The uh, I, As we discussed on a previous episode, I had sat down at the behest of Aaron and Glenn and watched uh, The Flashpoint Paradox on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I have been irreparably harmed having watched that movie because it's it's not what you would expect from it's like batman's dad shooting people in the head and there's giant gaping holes it's a very it's a very violent cartoon thomas wayne is probably murder batman would be his his yeah he's yeah he's like the he's like the batman from this new uh zack snyder movie I think he, he makes F like Batman, like, kind of like a pussy. I mean, this that is Thomas Wayne's not fucking around in the movie. Peter yeah, Weller, Thomas Wayne. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Jeez. Thomas Wayne just sits back, watches Barry Allen electrocute himself, and just throws back some drinks. Yeah, so, it doesn't yeah. move for anything. It's, ex- it's an excessively violent view of superheroes that you don't see very often. So if you feel like really kind of screwing with your head, you can watch it on Netflix. Uh, don't let children watch it. 
even no. though it's a cartoon. <laughs> <from Absolutely. Absolutely. laughs> Not you shouldn't let them watch that or Under the Red Hood. Those are two no. bad little kid ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Under the Red Hood is on my list of movies to see. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a good animated film as well. So it's I, way I, better than the comic book. You just want to go ahead. And, you're going to want to go ahead and purchase the Killing Joke right now. Pre-order it wherever you can. Uh, some <laughs> uh, a couple of pieces of news, uh, casting wise. Uh, it was announced that uh, Alicia Vikander is going to be playing Lara Croft in the soon-to-be, hopefully, Tomb Raider. I'm, I guess that they, since they've announced her as Lara Croft, that the movie's going ahead. I heard that they were. It was being rumored. That yeah, but they now were... they got an Oscar winner, so I'm guessing so, they got the funding. They yeah. do. Uh, have uh, Jacqueline and Jillian, have either of you guys seen the new games that this movie is probably going to be based off of? No. no. I just watched the movies a lot as a kid. Okay, so it's because um, obviously the Angelina You mean Jillian... Rape Island? <laughs> what? what? Uh, have you played the Tomb Raider movie? The Tomb Raider game? The one? I don't think they've played the games. They said no, they watched never. Them. Yeah. It's, it's a great game. Movie. It's a great is it game. But Rape Island? No, but you're the only girl there, and every dude is like, yeah, I'm going to kidnap that girl and do something to her. I so think it's Rape like... Island was the name of the first map pack you could download after like 90 days of owning the it game. Was, it's really horrifying because everybody just wants to kill you and rape you. It, it's a very immersive yeah. experience. And uh, you I, do not want to die. The second map pack release was Sodomy Beach. That was after Rape Island. That one wasn't as much. These all sound like Zack Snyder movies. Like he, like he's writing this down. These are great names. Michael Bay, right now, yeah. Got clamps on his nipples. Someone's braiding his hair. He's he's into it. No, these are Roger Corman movies. Come on. (laughs) Uh, No, I believe Glenn. They were they were speaking about the less rapey Angelina Jolie films. Yeah, the original games that they're based off of, which which were which were based off of the original games. these new movies going to be darker is what I'm hearing. They're not necessarily darker, but the new, the new games are a little less fantastical They're Yeah. They're, a so little they're less... not going to start yeah. the franchise off at rape Island. It's hard. No, uh, it's <laughs> okay. hard. It's, 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 it would be wrong to say gritty cause gritty tends to come like this idea of like a dark tone. It's not really a dark tone, but it's, it's like less feels, mystical. Yeah. It feels yeah. more earthy and realistic, okay. I guess is the I term. Like that. I mean, the last 10 minutes of that game is pretty mystical. But... The, yeah, the game at the end gets really mystical, but it feels more like a it feels more like a female Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's like a um, character oh. development versus just like a Crazy. run and gun shoot game. Yeah, there's actual character uh, uh, character. It's a really great game. I, like I love it. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a fun movie. Yeah, the two the two game the, the there are two games right now, and they're both uh, really excellent and. I like the. I haven't seen Alicia. I don't. She was uh, in um, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Machina. I, have, I have seen her. Uh, uh, she was in the, that Eddie Redmayne movie, right? Yeah, but no one saw that. Okay. Danish the girl. Danish girl. Yes. Yeah, that's what she won for. She's also in a royal affair with Mons Mikkelsen. Oh yeah. I'm a, I love that movie. I liked Ex. I liked Ex Machina to a degree, but I wasn't in love with it. I think I loved Ex Machina. A lot of people were in love with it. Uh, you included, but I, I don't know. For me, it was, it was really, I mean, it's good, but it's really just a guy makes robots to have sex with them. (laughs) That's why it's so good. Oscar Isaac is incredible. He's so surprised when they turn around. I'm like, what? They didn't like that? Why? (laughs) Why don't they love me? I guess it's like a big, I guess it's like a big nerd of like sci-fi movies and and AI movies. I think it kind of just, 
it felt like it was really going in a different direction. And then in the end, it was just AI is bad and it will kill you. So don't make it. And it's like, well, I've seen that story a billion times. Like, like that's every AI movie. They're just trying to cement it into us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to really burn it into our brains. Um, I got it. Can't be trusted. Aaron, I have yet to see the finale of Daredevil, but the news hath cometh down that there will be a Punisher spinoff. It's been ordered by Netflix. John Barenthal is going to be starring. Mm-hmm. Tell me how hard the uh, the crotch area is right now. I'm guessing uh, thoroughly, yes? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm smashing boards over here, just like Seagal <laughs> style. Ah, rapid fire right through them. Um, holy shit. Like, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Do you think this was something that was in... The works from the get-go, or is this something that people were just... Because it felt like they put the show up, and then people were like, holy shit, holy shit, John Barenthal is amazing. They should make a spinoff show, and then, voila, lo and behold, here's a spinoff show. Do you think this is something they had planned in the books before Daredevil Monster? Is this a... I, I think it was part of the pitch in order to get Barenthal. It was like, you know, hey, you know, if it goes well, you know, there's going to be your own series. Uh, don't spoil Great executive decision. Don't spoil the ending for me. I don't want to know if Daredevil lives or dies. Uh, so just oh, uh, okay, yeah, no spoilers there. Uh, Jacqueline, Jillian, uh, you guys, how did you? Do you want to know if anyone else dies? No, I don't want to know. If, <laughs> I don't want to know if anybody dies. I okay. I don't even want to know if the the head of the newspaper dies, and he I could care less if he lives or dies. Do you want to know if he's still Daredevil at the end of the season? I... Is that what you're asking? Don't no, say sh- anything. Shut up, shut up okay. Aaron. Sorry. Close your mouth. My, ear, my ears is bleeding. Um, Sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jacqueline, Jillian, have you guys, uh, are you guys watching the show? Uh, are you pleased? It's, with it's the show? on my list of things it, to same. do. I kind of just watched Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. stopped there for right but now. And I, I feel yeah. guilty because, like, I know that was first and I should have watched it first, but I got to, like, rewatch really. Kimmy Schmidt and then I'll get. And Although all the like a bunch of the Marvel Netflix stars are going to be at Tampa Comic Con this year, so I feel mm. like I oh, should yeah. watch it before that. The uh, I would I would highly recommend it if you liked the first season. The second season, it I don't know if this I haven't watched the finale yet, so I can't really comment on the whole season comparing one to the other. I think I still like the first season more, but I haven't seen the end of this. Oh, just season, wait, but... dude! They fucking oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so but they it's amazing. They've done... they they shake up they do shake up the cast a bit. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Okay, I, I I can live with that low level of spoiler. like not okay. okay. Well, maybe you could consider it a major cat. You'll you'll no see. more, <laughs> too much. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Baron Baronthal. Uh, I guess it should have come as or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just added new people and they didn't kill anybody. I I don't know. I didn't. I don't really remember the finale all that well, so yeah, it's been have to watch it two see. months since I've watched Aaron, it. Yeah, Aaron literally watched it like the weekend it came out, and Aurora and I are. Isn't that what most people did? Oh, watching it, like, binging it right straight away? Yeah. Yeah. Aurora and yeah. I are, are... I started at 5 o'clock that morning that it came out, and I went <laughs> all the way through. Now, I'm, I'm, just holding, I'm just holding Aurora to the honor system here. She could very well be uh, completely <laughs> cheating on me here. But as far as I know, we are both only watching two episodes a week until we're done. And I have stuck to... I, I have not seen the finale yet, but I've only watched two episodes per week. And it's... And it's really shitty because they just make it so easy for you to start the next episode. It goes right into it. Yeah, and some of the cliffhangers are very tempting to just hit a button and here's the next episode. But I don't do it and I punish myself. Uh, it's a, I liked I liked him so much, John Barron. I liked him in The Walking Dead. 
Dude, just wait till so, you see I him just, kill Kingpin in the finale. It's amazing. Shut up! Oh. Shut up! I, I just looked him up. I didn't realize okay, he was maybe he just the he, he might have just shot part of his face. Like maybe he <laughs> lived. He just shot a little bit. Yeah, Jacqueline. He was the mentor in Mean Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, the science teacher. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. got dude has range. Like he plays yeah, yeah. a lot of nerds sometimes. I like him. Yeah. John Barenthal does. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. In, I saw him. In, what? I saw him on James <laughs> Corden. He seemed like. He couldn't have been more opposite in, in every way of. Yeah, I saw one where place. he played like an NAACP lawyer, like yeah. or no, an yeah. ACLU lawyer. It was yeah. very good. Oh yeah, I he's like what it a was. he's like a big goofball. So I don't know where he finds this stuff. That is insane. Rage. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, he has. I mean, to me, I think my I think my favorite scene, uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it, but I think my favorite scene in any of the seasons of the show so far is that scene where he's just sitting up against a tombstone talking to Daredevil about the story of his family. Like, that might oh, be yeah. my favorite scene. It's like, it's not, there's no action, there's no fighting, there's no killing or anything. It's just him telling him his story, and it's really good. And he is awesome. So I'm happy this show is, uh, this show is yeah, coming. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. What do you, what, so what do you think, Aaron? Is this, uh, is this going to be post-Daredevil season two, or is this going to be, like, prequel territory? Post. Post. I guess they would have to, right? Because yeah, I mean, by now, you know, everyone knows the story, and I think they're smart just for you know kicking that off the way they did. I mean, you know, they, they skip everyone having to see you know his family die, and there might be more flashbacks to that, you know, as his show develops. But they don't have to; they can jump in with him already established as the Punisher, just going around and fucking people up. So, yeah. I mean, they yeah, they, a, they set him up really properly too. They did the same thing with Luke Cage too, and Jessica Jones and his series is coming out next, right after you know in, uh, in a couple of months. Believe, so, yeah. Yeah. I about that one. Uh, who's a good Punisher villain that they might use? Kingpin. I mean, other than Kingpin, do you think they'll have him go against? I think I thought maybe they would maybe save. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll have him go up against Kingpin. That would make sense. I think too. it's smart. Yeah, agreed. And and Vincent D'Onofrio was awesome in that role. So yeah, and he seems to really like Barenthal. Like from all the interviews, he's, he just raves about. What he, you know. he wasn't very good in Impostor when we reviewed it, but uh, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't like him in Jurassic World either, but I really liked him in, in Daredevil. So that's something. Wait a minute, Full forget. Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in Full Metal Jacket. Men in Black. Is he in Men <laughs> in Black? Yeah, he's, he's the, the guy in the skin guy. suit. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, sure he is. I didn't. Sugar. Water, <laughs> water. He's, he's the guy. He's the guy in the Egger suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Egger suit. Egger, your skins are hanging off your bones. Oh my god, how did I? Not... He was on a, a Law and Order of, of some type, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was criminal in, uh, intent. Yeah, criminal he's intent. Crazy. SVU, SSVU, Elevator Inspectors Unit. No, SVU's Ice T. Yeah. Oh, I'm so confused right now. There's too uh, many Law and Order. Too many of those, and too no, many old enough. people. There's watch enough them. guys. Too many people. Too many old people watching those shows. Uh, that's that's what's pushing Supergirl out of the way, you guys. It's like those CSI yeah. shows. That's what's different networks. It's NCIS. NCIS. Yeah. NCIS. Yeah. There's like 25 million people that watch that show or something. It's ridiculous. People it's... love that shite. Oh, Cool J is on one it. of the NCISs with Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Which yep. which one I think is? They're in Miami. Which one is? Uh... No, that's LA. Sad. I know that. LA. Which, which one is Ice T on? Because he was in SVU. That's SVU. He was in Kimmy oh, Schmidt, and it was amazing. Oh uh, my God! Yes, when he was doing the funeral. Let's let's just all agree that Kimmy Schmidt is a great show, and that everyone should watch it. That's a recommendation from everyone. <laughs> I haven't watched the finale yet. How have I you agree not? with it's, that. It's yeah, great. Really, what are you waiting on? Uh, you haven't finished Daredevil, so shut up. I'm. That's on purpose. I'm not doing a Kimmy Schmidt once a week show here. <laughs> I mean, how could you? It's yeah. so 
watch it one after it, the other. It it really is as watchable as as tempting as I am to watch Daredevil. Kimmy Schmidt is like uh, no, it's hard. It's it's not really up to me. Yeah, Kimmy so. Kimmy Schmidt is like popcorn. Where like candy. I'm I'm just constantly shoveling popcorn into my mouth and not realizing it. And before I know, the bucket is empty. Like that's Kimmy Schmidt. Like I can constantly just hit episode episode. It helps that they're only thirty minutes, but I just keep going. It's it might be the only show that I ever watched on Netflix where I don't skip through the opening theme song ever. <laughs> like that's a must. That has to be played every time because it's my favorite song. Same way with Bojack. Um, last piece of casting news, and then we can talk about the thing that everybody is listening to this episode for. Uh, Alden Aaron. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Hail Caesar, kid, is what I'm calling him now. Even though he's not really a kid, kid, he's 26. Uh, he, he's, a, he's kind of a kid. He is. I mean, he's a kid compared to me, at least. So, um, although depending on who you ask, I might still be a kid. I don't know. Uh, this guy is our new Han Solo for the Han Solo movie that most people, I think, still think shouldn't even really need to be a thing, but it is. So, is this like his backstory? It is. Yep. Yeah. How are they gonna have a Princess Leia one? I would love to see that. I I do just do it for everyone. I do believe the third one. They I think they're still intent on doing Boba Fett, unless that's changed. I I think Yoda Yoda might have been talked about for one of them. I know Yoda's been talked about. Um, I don't know. Uh, Where do we stand? I think we've talked about this between at least Aaron and Glenn and myself. And I think at least Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, that we're all of the same mindset here that we didn't really need one of these. Didn't need one, but we love the directors. Right. And I think now good casting. Like, yeah, definitely don't need this movie, but they've got all the good elements, so let's just make the best of it. So it could be good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because Rogue... I I like that kid. Rogue One is looking like it's going to be really good. Oh, my God. And if if they can keep up with that type of uh, quality storytelling, and I mean, look, we don't know what Rogue One is going to be, but just based on the trailers and everything, it looks like it's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm staying very optimistic about this at the, you know, while still at the same time in the back of my head, it's like, do we really need one of these? Like when they announced Boba Fett, it's like, they've already kind of, they did a Boba Fett origin story kind of, and it, it sucked really bad. His dad was a, <laughs> his dad was a clone and he's a clone of his dad. And yeah, it's, it's like, I know there was all this mystique around the character, but if everybody remembers the movie that he's most prominent in, he dies like a big goofball. <laughs> well, okay. It, it, there's no definitive proof he actually went all the way into the to the bottom of the. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I heard that Sarlacc belch. Sounds like he swallowed him. I mean, that's what obviously that's what people do whenever they eat anything. Once men get to be a certain age, I mean, they all just erupt in <laughs> yeah, random yeah. burps. And, and Sarlacc was thousands of. You know what I mean? So he's just he's constant gat. You, you know what I mean? Amazing, just, that's an amazing cover. Well, it's. <laughs> He's thousands of years old, that Sarlacc. He, he just may have irritable it's bowel syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody over the age of 38, you just fart and burp all the time. I don't know what, why it happens <laughs> or how, but as soon as the man hits that age, that's it. You just you explode from both ends, and no one knows why. It's so it's just... the uh, so we can do the, the, the Patton Oswald opening for when he imagined the... Why oh, wouldn't that be the opening? Yes. Like, why wouldn't right. that be the thing? Where he climbs out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he mapped everything out for Disney. They just got to follow that outline. I, uh, yeah. I wasn't hopeful about this movie until they announced this kid when I knew for sure it wasn't going to be Dave Franco. You mean yeah. to get really happy close about call. it? Close call. Very yeah. close call. Uh, what, they He's were just also, the worst. 
He's the worst of the Franco brothers. Were they he's all, related to James Franco. They were also <laughs> considering the uh, the young man from Kingsman as well, right? Edgerton, I think his name is. I, I'd have been fine with him, though. Taron Edgerton, yeah. I think. At least, yeah. they the, at least they went with the American, just so the accent's a little more mm-hmm. on point. So, so we, get, uh, we get, Glenn's very happy about that. He's tired of these, uh, these British people coming over and stealing all of our American roles. I'm sorry, I think Mark Mark should just play all the male leads in every American movie, but he has to try to do the accent of where the movie is. I mean, they've got they've got Benedict. No, they've got Benedict. (laughs) I mean, we've got Ben. We've got everyone remembers how great his Texas accent was in Transformers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was spot on. Transformers for sure. Very Texan. Transformers. That's my daughter. That's how people talk in Paris, Texas. I'm a scientist. Yeah, yeah. I'm a scientist. (laughs) <laughs> he had to keep reminding people because nobody was believing him. Guys, I swear. He's all breathless and sweaty. Dude, I'm a doctor. I promise. We bust out some push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Look good, feel good. You see a doctor squat thrust like this? <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's hop into talking about Captain America: Civil War. Uh, did did yeah. any did anybody besides Jacqueline and Jillian take? Uh, were you guys taking like metaphorical sides, or did you have uh, like for the for the sake of of writing the the, well, that's the really how or... we feel. Yeah, that, we were we went into that with sides chosen. My yeah, my daughter was arguing with me as well. She Did was... anybody switch those sides? Wait, so, uh, people, who was Team Iron Man? I, me. I'm curious. Jack who else? Uh, not me. I was Team Cap. Well, so I guess he's, that's the right me. side. Yeah. Huh. I definitely. I mean, Iron Man makes total sense if it wasn't presented by Tony Stark, who you can't it's... trust. <laughs> To me, I really think both sides you could argue, but I just agreed with uh, Iron Man more yeah. going into the film. Blame Jacqueline. Hmm. Well, the whole Did, thing, I, Iron Man, is like collateral damage. Like, that's going to happen, so you can't but, regulate it. But we wrote our pieces and decided our t- our sides before seeing the movie. Ah. So yeah, have that you flopped, was... Have you flip-flop now? No. No. Okay. You don't flip-flop. Come on. You can't. No, of course not. <laughs> Uh, nobody, I, nobody has ever won a presidential election by doing that. No. So there's, yeah. no... <laughs> oh my god, get ready for 2016. Anyone else ready to emigrate yet? Okay, let's 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 uh, let's close that can of worms. I'm going to Sokovia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there. Right? Yeah, I mean, well, be, be safer. well, I mean, well, look. I mean, it's not like a natural disaster caused by super villains is going to happen the same place twice. Hey, you yeah. Know right? yeah so it's perfectly happen. safe now. Yeah. All I know is that if uh, Trump becomes president, even though Aurora's Puerto Rican, she could end up in Mexico because I don't think he knows the difference. So. He does, he's not I think the country it. is going to be a lot like Back to the Future 3. <laughs> oh, the, the uh, Wild West? Mm-hmm. No, it, it's just going to be. Uh, oh, you mean the second one where. Oh, where, the second one, yeah. It, oh, it, it, oh. They, <laughs> where he's really rich? They yeah, said, it's just they, they said they giant casinos it. everywhere and all our moms look like hookers. They, said they, <laughs> they said they modeled that after Trump when they made the movie. Like, I believe that then, shit. So. I really believe that. And he looked a lot like Trump, kind of. So. Oh man, that's just ugh, bad piece and, and everything. Jesus. All right, uh, I guess Fuck, let's man. just try to kind of start like in the outer shell of the movie and just get general opinions, and then try to dive into what we uh, loved most about it. I will start with Team Iron Man's Jacqueline. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, um, you know, when seeing all the trailers, it was very worrisome. Like, how are they going to make this? story and like mm-hmm. I don't they just seemed like there were too many people there was casting announcements being made all over the place but I I thought they made a very cohesive story they set up a lot and did it kind of seamlessly unlike Batman versus Superman yeah. um 
So they introduced a lot of characters, but they had characters that everyone... I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And I loved the scene in the airport. Uh, In case Jillian's internet cuts out, uh, (laughs) I'm going to you next so we can get get your opinion in just in case. Because I think when we did the Harry Potter thing, it cut out. So Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to drop out any minute. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. I knew I was going to like it. I'm always Team Captain America. He's always been my favorite just because... I love World War II movies, and he's the only, you know, relic from that time. There you go. But sure. I liked it because, and I'm looking at X-Men, which is coming up soon, mm-hmm. and it, that's very high stakes, like the end of the world. It's crazy. But I loved it this time. There was kind of high stakes, but not really. The last fight was between three dudes over a videotape and some dead parents. Like, yeah. Yeah. I liked that the whole world wasn't going to end because you can only do that so many times before I just get tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zemo was a great villain because of his... Yeah, like, he, he didn't want... I mean, of course, it was convoluted, as Marvel has to be. Like, he yeah. worked all these angles to get him there, but he had a very simple plan. Like, I don't want, like, the world to end. I just want you guys to die, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron. And I like them dying. That was fun. <laughs> How about you, sir? <laughs> Mr. Daylight. I agree. Uh, top to bottom, I mean, it, Captain America's franchise is, is the only one so far that you could argue that it, their movies have gotten stronger with each one. Uh, Captain America was obviously, you know, one of their better origin stories. I think behind the Avengers, you know, it was Captain America was their best film they had done. Uh, Winter Soldier pretty much shifted uh, the entire uh, tone of the MCU a bit. And obviously, I mean, with the reintroduction of Sebastian Stannis, Winter Soldier, I mean, holy shit. Uh, So jumping into this movie where, again, they're kind of shifting the tone of everything. Like Cap's franchise just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And as it should, because Chris Evans, I mean, behind Downey, I mean, he really doesn't have that much more time to go as Iron Man. And everyone knows that Evans is kind of, you know, touchy. But I think they could give him more freedom to where they could get him locked into a couple more movies. So I think Mm -hmm. sticking to him as kind of the tentpole, it's smart. It makes sense. I mean, Captain America is like the most storied kind of Marvel hero. So I think they're really doing him justice. So uh, it's goddamn good to see. What about you, Glenn? Um, Gather your thoughts, sir. I I don't know if anybody's seen what I said on Facebook last night, but I've seen you change. It fe- I feel like you have gone through about a million mood swings with this film. Yeah, but it sounds like you were disappointed a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I liked it, but the more I think about it, the more <laughs> problems I have with it. So did you, well, did you not like it, or just didn't it wasn't what you thought it was going to be? Plot holes. It, it's a good movie for right. me. Like you said, you love the airport scene. Mm-hmm. I did. I I didn't like it in the context of what's happening because what followed afterwards, and I can make an argument in the reverse. The reason why you need that scene to be really fun and carefree is a set of the fact of how impactful and emotional the final scene is between yes. Bucky, Chris Evans. I don't know why I didn't use his character's name uh, <laughs> and Tony Stark. So like I, I can make the argument for it, but for me it just didn't work because. Uh, they they're so carefree and then like they're in a supermax prison and tony stark's like well what do you think was gonna happen i'm like well apparently even yourself didn't think it was gonna be that big a deal if everybody was making jokes while they fought each other um it just to me it felt like like they were half-ass fighting whereas i mean eric can agree with me and the the comic book like cat america isn't all cool and calm about it like he's super pissed off and people are really out to get him uh and it was just for me, like, it's like what, like Batman vs. Superman. Like, the movie wasn't Batman vs. Superman. Uh, it was Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman versus uh, a really awful CGI monster. 
So, well, the, the conflict well, in the comic that, books was also a lot bigger in scope. Just well, given, yeah, because you just give well, well, children. If, if you even school. take the character, even take the characters out of it. I mean, the whole point of the Superhero Registration Act of the comics was that all superheroes, their secret identities shouldn't exist anymore. So you know, Spider Man was going to be known as Peter Parker, and, and so on. So like, the, just the the gravity of what they're dealing with was just a lot deeper in the comics. So with the way they set it up in the movie for the Sokovia Accords, like I didn't, it didn't feel the fight didn't feel at at a tone to me or at a place, and especially since. This is the first time uh, on film we have seen Spider-Man from the comic, you know, right on. Oh, he's perfect. Was... Wisecracking kid. I mean, you know, he, he, you really get a sense of just how, like, powerful he is because he's, he's just kind of fucking with these guys, with these two, you know, w- with a murderous assassin and then, you know, a, an almost super soldier who can fly. Like, it, it's ridiculous just what this kid's doing. So it, I think it, yeah. the airport scene, it, I don't know that it could have been any better than, than what they did with it. Uh, also, I one thing, and oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go go right ahead. Okay, ahead. with in um, Glenn, because you said with the comic, because it was you know so much more serious. But wasn't that written against the backdrop? Wasn't this written as a response to the Patriot Act when it was originally written? Oh yes. Okay, so I mean, when you have that backdrop, obviously it's going to be a lot more serious, and the tone's going to be different. Which I think the for the movie, especially coming, I think it needed to have a little more carefreeness to it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh... I hope this doesn't sound like I'm stepping on your point because it's a that's a like a, a incredibly valid point. But I was I, as soon as you said that, it's like yeah, now we kind of live in a world where we're sort of used to the Patriot Act, so we're just like fuck it, let's just have fun. <laughs> well, it's not yeah, going away. Exactly. I, no, kind of that, but also where it's like, I also think and one thought I had but right before we started this was that I was like, would I have liked this this much if I didn't hate or if I hated wait if I didn't hate Batman versus Superman as much. Yeah. Because I wonder Marvel how succeeded would... where yeah. DC just failed. I wonder how that would affect things for sure. Because I, uh, I think all of us went into this thinking like, boy, that was that Batman yeah. versus Superman movie sure wasn't fun. And then this seemed like a billion times more fun by comparison. Yeah. So and a- and enough. better executed. I yeah, I would agree. I I went in. I mean, so like in a perfect world. You could view these two movies we in a vacuum. better actors too. We can all agree to that, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, it, like in, in, so, in, like in a perfect world, you could view these two movies in a vacuum and not compare them to one another. But this is in a perfect world, and these are two incredibly similar, similarly themed movies that open very close to one mm-hmm. another. Uh, so uh, it's nearly impossible to not think about it. And all I could, and, and it really depends on what you thought was wrong with Dawn of Justice. For me, the the biggest the biggest issues were. How... It shouldn't have been a fanfic. That's its biggest problem. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the fact that it was made the way it was made, I can't change that. But uh, to me, like my biggest takeaway issues were uh, the reasons behind Superman and Batman fighting in the first place, the reasons why it ended, and well, yeah, because their moms had the same name. That's, That's why right. it ended. Uh, that makes total sense. Guys. I should I should note that that was my least favorite scene. Uh, in Civil War, when Cap had knocked down Iron Man and busted his helmet off with his shield and was just about to land one final blow, when Tony's like, you've got to save Sarah. And he's like, hey, my mom's name was Sarah, too. And then they stopped fighting. I mean, no, come on. Pretty you, derivative. You, there's of, no <laughs> way you could look down into those big doughy eyes of Downey and finish him off. I mean, what, are you heartless? I mean, I was pretty derivative of Batman v Superman. Uh, no, that's not what happened at all. They did. They uh, the reason the reason these guys started their fight all made sense. Yeah. The even the reasons for choosing why they were on the sides they were on all made sense. The reason right. why it ended. Uh, I mean, the reason why the big fight ended was kind of. Uh, I guess it ended for a good reason because I mean there are even moments in the air in the airport fight where even a couple of people are like, "Hey, you're pulling your punches," 
Or they're no. they're not trying to it's kill the yeah, other guy. Deep down, they right. don't want to murder each other, which is believable. They like just, they really wouldn't want to. Right, because they're still friends at the right. end of they're the day. They're still buddies. They just want, they still love each other. They just want to stop him. But what ultimately happens is Vision gets distracted, tries to shoot down Falcon, hits War Machine instead, and then shit. He should have died. Yeah, that's what I said. But then I don't know if he died. Then they wouldn't. They have to reunite for Infinity Wars. And if he had killed Rhodey, I don't think they ever would have gotten back together. Agreed. At least not, not not in this movie universe. Like he would have been like, "Fuck you, no, we are not friends." Uh, and my uh, the other and the other thing I wanted to mention about uh, Dawn of Justice was Lex Luthor, whom is oh, the big, the big the big villain. Not just his. Oh, Lex's middle name is Martha. That's going to come out in the next movie. <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, not just that. Uh, not just that he was played really weird by Jesse Eisenberg, but oh, so. mostly. You mean he was the Riddler? Mostly because I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I just like, think Jim that's Jesse Eisenberg. Riddler. I'm sorry. He was like the, he was like the big villain, and I couldn't figure out what the hell his plan was, like what he was trying to do. Really, it sounds like he didn't know either. No, and and. Uh, Daniel Rule's uh, Zemo. He was not Baron Zemo in this movie. He was just Helmet Zemo, which is but, awesome. but will he be? Because they kept him alive. But, I think they should yes, let him kill himself. Be. So I, that's good. I love Daniel Brule. So his, I'm down. Yeah, he's great. His reasonings, uh, his reasonings for for what he was doing in the movie made perfect sense. I knew exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it, and I liked what he did too, which what? was kind of similar to Jesse Eisenberg's plan of make the two good guys fight each other. Uh, but, but there was no there was no explanation as to why as to why exactly uh and and why what who did he why did he make whoever he made i can't think of his name right now uh, um cgi monster cgi monster yeah yeah cgi monster like what uh, it just made no sense so many things just didn't make sense in batman superman he hated them for reasons un Unexplained, unknown. unknown so far. And why was he tracking the metahumans? That's not explained either. I'm sorry. I have so many thoughts. Guys, sure different we'll, movie. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out in Justice League. I'm sure they'll explain it then for some reason and not now uh, for reasons also unknown. Uh, there are only really two things that I, when I, immediately when I saw them, I didn't care for. One of them was right after, uh, right after War Machine goes down and it's, it's Tony Stark and it's Falcon and Falcon is like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. And then Tony just blasts him away. And it totally feels like they were playing that up for a comedy beat. And nobody, yeah. and nobody in the theater laughed. Oh, no. Like, no that didn't flippant. feel comedic to me at all. That felt yeah. it was like, oh shit. Like, that that like, felt like Tony's pissed. not fucking around anymore. I yeah. mean, that's not what it felt. I'm... But no, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. I get like, it was supposed to be funny, but he was also serious. They played something wrong there. Like, I agree. Yeah, he, it was reminiscent of the Hulk punch. He was, yeah, that's what it felt like. I don't think so. I, I but think some, but there wrong. was a guy who was like dying, so it wasn't as funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just watched it. It's like the, the pause in between when he said, I'm sorry. And then, because he doesn't even look at him. He just raises his arm and pew. It, it kind of just felt like he didn't, he didn't even look. Ang- like they didn't do a shot of Tony's face looking angry or sad or anything. He just kind of just raised his arm up and pew. It felt like it was supposed to be like a comedic break in tension. That's at least that's what it felt like to me. Maybe that wasn't the intention. No, that, that felt totally like Tony's not fucking around anymore to but, me. But like, that's that's, kind of, that's what I thought. I thought it was just like he was so sure. pissed that he's like just going yeah. like, to fuck you. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that may have been what they were going for. It's just me sitting there. It felt like. Did they want me to laugh at that just now? Because we were laughing the last ten minutes in their fight. 
Yeah. That, that is true. Well, I mean, I, and, and obviously that's why they did it. They wanted to lighten the mood before they dropped right. all the heavy bombs on us. Well, as soon as you saw the look on Vision's space, too, you knew. It's like, uh-oh, there was, like, something's about to get serious. There was one other thing in here, and it's a it's a thing that normally – it has nothing to do with the story. And it normally doesn't bother me, but for some reason was really driving me crazy in this movie. And that was – they didn't do it all the time, but it, it happened a lot early on, was the sheer amount of shaky cam – in this, like when they're cha- like when yeah. Black Widow is chasing somebody through the streets, the camera is moving so goddamn much. For a, at least for like a few shots in the movie, it felt like watching a Transformers oh. movie where I couldn't yeah. hear what was happening. The guy she was chasing in that scene is the one who played Thanos at uh, at the end of uh, God. What movie was he? Was his first sting in? Uh, it was Avengers. the Avengers. Yeah, it was the Avengers. Yeah, he's he he's the one who played Thanos for that. That guy. Um, so yeah, I I didn't care for Just that, me. but like I I I didn't have any problems with the story. I thought it was I thought it was excellent. I was super excited to see a Spider Man that I was not only like excited to watch do things, but like excited to see a movie after being so tired of the what is they've made five right between the two Spider Mans. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they made too many, but I still want to know what that little kid is doing. He's so adorable. Yeah, he was and so powerful. He, he was great, and I loved every little bit they did. I loved that they basically gave you his backstory through tiny bits of dialogue that weren't even directly tied to his backstory. It just told you everything you need yeah. to know about Spider Man. Uh, I love the scene where he's talking about how, like, uh, yeah, do I want to play football like everybody else? Sure, but I couldn't play football before I got these powers, so I can't do it now. Uh, and he talks about how, you know, if anything terrible happens and he can't do anything about it. Like he feels like that's, that's on him. Like, uh, he feels like he has to do those things. Uh, they did it perfect. He was funny. He was kind of awkward and goofy cause he's a high school teenager and they're awkward and goofy. Sometimes it was, it was perfect. They had him do a queen's accent, which I don't think. Uh, Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield ever attempted. And this kid's British, I think. Like he is good on, yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he was excellent. Uh, I loved. Uh, I loved that they. Uh, I mean, they did Giant Man. So holy fuck, that was great. Yeah, uh, it's funny to die. That was a nice surprise for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, and Marissa Tomei uh, together with Robert Downey Jr. Can you address that, please? She's gorgeous. <laughs> she's gorgeous, and I don't blame Tony Stark for hitting on her one bit. <laughs> Clearly, you've never seen only you, Tony. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, weren't they a couple in a in a movie a long time ago? It was. Uh, they. You both need to go watch only you. <laughs> I've not seen it, but. Uh, oh my god. They Just were go right now. They were great together. <laughs> although I was a little concerned at how. You get to see Billy Zane with like a Jerry curl too. That I was movie's pretty good. May, may, <laughs> on it. Maybe. Have you never seen Billy Zane? What? Did you see? Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Billy Zane and Jerry <laughs> curl? I that did. That was sir. one hero we were missing in this movie. Only was Billy Zane. Everyone. Billy Zane, Jerry curl. The hero of Titanic as well. He's the only character that I that I think really stands <laughs> the test. Billy doesn't make any sense in that movie. Yeah. You guys need uh, to go back and watch The Phantom. That was amazing. Um, oh, yes. He was in a tight purple suit riding a horse bareback. <laughs> it was weird. This is the Billy Zane hour. The Billy Zane hour. Uh, he an hour. He's so fantastic. I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, any of us touched on Black Panther yet. Anybody? I was about to. Holy I was balls. Just gonna, because you were talking about the setup of, Super, of Spider-Man, and I was just like, wait, but what about the setup of Black Panther? Because that was oh, so mind-blowing. Right. Like, 
Holy shit. I was so excited to see him in this movie and I was excited for his standalone. I cannot wait for it now. I think they did such a good job of introducing him and like setting it up and Could that oh, have been a movie? Loved him. Hmm? Like, could this movie just have been about like those four guys and then Zemo doing things behind their back? It could have yeah. been, but it did it but they I think that they put all the characters in well enough that they were I think able Scarlet to... Witch should have, had, should have had more screen time, considering she's the catalyst for it all. That is true. Yeah, and I yes. don't think her and Tony Stark are ever going to be buddies, because she has a very valid point to be pissed off at everybody. She does. On a personal level, also... not on a political international level. But Anybody anybody care to guess if Scarlet Witch and Vision still become a couple, despite Scarlet yes. Witch putting him, putting him through like 100 feet do. of Earth? They yeah, if Joss Whedon's not around, of course they're going to be together. <laughs> yeah, It's not doomed automatically. Uh yeah, I mean I you're right they they uh they they didn't give her enough to do. Ironically enough, Jacqueline has dropped out. Ironically, what? it wasn't me. It wasn't you. I mean, I'm sad, but uh, ironically enough, I'll try to get her back on. We'll see how that goes. Uh, it's gonna keep redialing for a little bit, so we'll see if the call comes back in. Um, yeah, I thought all the Black Panther stuff was well, really cool. I have cool. a question because sure. I don't know stuff. So, was Martin Freeman just there to do a bad accent, or is he part of another movie? He... <laughs> no, it, it, he'll, he'll be around for quite a while. Like, he, but, he's, he's more heavily involved with Black Panther, so that that's was okay. what I, I was wondering where he's spinning yeah. off from, because I'm like, yay, Martin Freeman. Oh, what are you doing? Okay, where are you going? Because he's just there to yell at monitors, and that was weird. Okay. Right. I, well, I and, hope he... and he didn't do very much either, but... Uh... Yeah, so I couldn't tell if he was good or bad. Or he's almost going to be like a, like a Coulson kind of, but not one you love. He's going to yeah. be like, bad, oh, this dick again. Oh, yeah, evil Coulson, got it. <laughs> evil Coulson, love it. <laughs> not really evil, just kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I need the power back on. <laughs> uh, I think he. What delivered, is going on? I think he delivered it slightly better. Can we that. address the fact that we're going to have uh, Sherlock from the BBC oh, and the yeah. Hollywood films in the same movie, along with? Uh, Watson. That's right. Sure. I like it. Yeah, if they get, if they get Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, uh, Jill- Martin Freeman talk. Uh, Martin Freeman, yes. You missed, okay. you missed uh, Jillian freaking out that it was you, not her, that dropped out of the call. <laughs> yeah, cool. uh, then, uh, then she asked about Martin Freeman's character, asking if he was just there to do a bad accent or if he has something to do with future films. Oh, and good. I'm glad this is being Black discussed. Panther. Yeah, and Aaron, yeah, and Aaron explained that he has uh, some Black Panther tie-ins. Okay. And then Aaron was uh, was reminding us all that BBC's Sherlock and Watson are now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe together. Yes, isn't Do- Doctor with... Strange is the next uh, Marvel movie to come out? Isn't yeah, it? But along with Downey Sherlock, also let's not forget that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. How could we? Another so interesting. So can we get Jude Law in this franchise too? I hope so. I'm God, sure he is. Oh, I'm sure at some point he'd be a good villain. If Paul Bettany ever dropped, uh, have you? I mean, I know Jude it's an animated Paul. movie. Holy, can we talk about Paul Bettany? Like, who the fuck forgot this dude could act? Because I did, but seeing I him, did not. I was like, I'm blown away. It's like through all all the makeup and everything they had. And I was like, this guy's really doing some Vision shit. Vision in those dope sweaters. Oh my gosh. I oh, love it. it. I never I like wanna I, I never want to see any other cosplay in my life. I just want to see <laughs> Vision in sweaters yes. everywhere. Uh, I like Vision has like sweaters and like a superhero costume because a lot I feel like a lot of the superheroes the costumes are meant to hide their identity, but Vision just is like he's a purple man. If a but kid he's... comes to my house this year dressed as Vision in a sweater, I will give him fifty dollars. <laughs> All the candy. All I, the candy. Well, money. I could use 50 bucks, so I am coming to your door dressed as Vision in a sweater. For sure. I, okay. But I, I will gladly yeah, hand you a 50. We're all going to do it. I, I will cut for 50. Is it worth its weight in gas money, though, to get there? 
Probably not for Tony. Oh, probably not. Uh, but but for fi- but for fifty bucks, I may come dressed as Vision, wearing a sweater with a plate of gluten free waffles for you. So beautiful. I love it. Uh, enjoy. That's, um, that's a treat. Uh, I guess uh, let's let's kind of go around and uh, before we do the usual wrap up stuff uh, and kind of list uh, favorite uh, favorite moment of the film or at least free, uh, let's do an and or if you have something you disliked as well. Uh, let's start with Glenn. You haven't said anything in a little bit. Favorite and especially since you have the you have the 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 most fractured uh, feelings about this film. Yeah. Uh, so favorite 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 moment of the film least favorite. Hit us with it. My uh, favorite was uh, was uh, Black Panther when he snuck up on Zemo. I don't know why. It just really that stuck a, with me. That was a great sneak. Mostly because yeah. they did such yeah. a good job with his movements. You know, you've heard Aaron talk yes. about, like, oh, he can hide his heartbeat. He's stealthy. Yeah. But they did such a good job of translating that to the screen. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Every time he landed, you didn't hear a sound. No matter how high he was jumping from anything, it was very ninja-like. That scene where they're 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 chasing each other through a tunnel full of other cars going at like high like a like highway speed, uh, yes. and they were outrunning yeah. cars. That was amazing. But they couldn't have cast him any better either. Chadwick Boseman, like as oh, all the, he is so good. Yeah, like oh, outside of the suit, every all his dialogue, everything he had to do. Like man, I, I am so fucking excited. He's for got some gravitas. He is yeah, cool. absolutely. He's but, been Jackie Robinson, a first yeah. round pick as a linebacker from Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> In the mid credit scene, where he's like, he's at least like, fuck. Oh, and James Brown, like, that was a good movie too. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. oh yeah, yeah. He's he's excellent. Uh, and Glenn is of course talking about that scene where he talks. Uh, well, he tries to talk uh, Zemo out of like you know I'm not suicide, gonna suicide. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna kill you. He stops him from killing himself. Right. Uh, yeah, I love all that. Uh, Glenn, I mean, you have the most fractured feeling. Is there something that you like least about the movie? I mean, I could say in general the the whole thing of the airport scene but for me it's the prison scene afterwards it's just to me that totally it just shifted way too much yeah uh it just really but the accords are still in place just because they fought didn't mean they went away so they they're still criminals i know it just it really bothered me the fact that like falcon so easily told tony stark uh, because he's like, he's always been a cap guy, and I think... and it felt like there's nothing set up that where him and Tony Stark ever saw eye to eye on anything. So for me, I should have felt like Hawkeye should have been one to tell him because I, I feel like they've established the fact in the other movie, or especially in Age of Ultron, that he's kind of the glue guy, like he's their Phil Hartman, yeah. like he's the one who kind of holds them together. And uh, <laughs> if you take that role away from him, he's just an idiot with a bow and arrow. Yeah. So. I love that Phil Hartman of the Avengers. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I'm gonna I do, call him now. I do. Uh, I, he also looked a lot older in this movie. I think it's yes, been, he did. He did look old. Uh, I think it's been understated a little bit before we hop around to the next person that uh, Paul Rudd was actually pretty entertaining in this movie, and I think the best thing he said was when they were about to do the Ant Man on the Arrow. He just says, ready when you are, arrow guy. Arrow guy, yeah. Killed me. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. I, I don't know. I loved it when he said, this is your conscience. We haven't talked in a while. haven't talked in a while. <laughs> yes. Oh, he was awesome. Uh, all right, Jillian, favorite, uh, least favorite? Um, favorite? I, I really liked the part with the video. I'm usually good at spotting, like, MacGuffins and, like, you know. Red herring. I'm guessing, yeah, red herrings. But I didn't figure it out until, like, maybe 30 seconds before Iron Man did. Mm -hmm. And I was just very surprised. And then I read an interview with some of the writers and they said that scene was based off, they're like, well, we base it off of seven. 
you know, the what's in the box, what's in the box, like that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. So it's like, what is that about? Oh my God, the crash. So I was just, I liked that I was surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, I should have seen that, but I didn't. Yeah, a lot. So I, I like that. And a lot of people are like, hey, how did Captain? How did Captain America? That's what no. I said. Here's how. Here's how Captain America. If you if you blinked or if you haven't watched it in a little bit, you would have missed it. But in mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, when he's in that that old Hydra bunker with all the mm-hmm. computers and stuff, mm-hmm. they actually do show a clip of a yeah, newspaper that's... of Tony Stark's parents being killed, and he knows that Bucky, you know, did it. It was the Hydra archives or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jacqueline told me that. And I, I, so I always, I mean, I guess it was always in his mind, but I'm sure yeah. he didn't know for sure until right then. He's like, yeah, but I guess I always, I always knew. Yeah, maybe but yeah, that, that was my one plot hole. I'm like, what? Oh, and I also love Daniel Brule, and I'm happy that he's around and he should be around forever. Yeah, he was Yay. really good. I don't, he's just, what else he had he a very been? clear cut. He was in Rush. Oh, Tom. dude, he, he is in that, so the Tarantino good. Movie, he's uh... the reason to watch Rush, and he's in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the yeah, German yeah. sniper in that one. That's right. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen Bastards. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline, I move to you. Best, worst. Um, it doesn't have I'm, to be a worst. I'm just really happy to now know that I can get Paprikash seasoning at the store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to make it. That's your favorite? That's the favorite? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, the one thing I think, because just, and part of it is because we haven't really talked about it yet, is um, I really like the beginning scene um, when they're going after Crossbones. Oh, that's a, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Um, when, you know, they're trying to um, get Scarlet Witch into, be, like, you know, getting her used to, like, spying on people and stuff. I don't know. I just really yes. liked it. It looked like it was, like, this kind of, like, coming together, like, teaching each other mm-hmm. what they knew kind of thing. I like that. Yeah, it was, it was very much, yeah, I mean, they even had that little bit. I mean, they showed it in some of the clips or whatever. It's like, just like we practiced. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I need to see, like, a... Uh, some deleted like scenes a training of them. montage. Yeah, yeah, like them at like the <laughs> Avengers facility. And they just have a gym with a bunch <laughs> of like you know cardboard cutouts of bad guys that they punch. Uh, need to. And totally she moves see. with her orbs. Yeah, that needs to that needs to happen. What about uh, the scene in Men in Black was better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Spider Man. Best thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Black Panther. I mean, it was. God damn it! It was beautiful to, to see you know see Chadwick Boseman. You know. It just as T'Challa, I mean, it, it, to what you read in the comics, you know, he he, he played him just. It, I I don't want to use the phrase off off the page again, but Jesus, man, they're they're really nailing like a lot of these favorite characters. I mean, Black Panther mm-hmm. is, is is clear cut and dry. I mean, you know, one of the most easy to read uh, comic book characters they got. I mean, you know exactly where he stands on everything. I mean, yeah. it's and he just super badass. I mean, super intelligent. I mean, it's just. They're doing him right, and yeah. he could be like the tent pole. Like if Evans and Downey both go away, they could build around Black Panther, the and franchise, to keep oh, going yeah. for a long time. So yeah, you kind of got the wow. feeling. You kind of got the feeling that like no two uh, Avengers, at least of that group of Avengers, could take Black Panther down on no. their own. Like you need like three guys at least. Uh, yeah, the kind of act. I mean, Black Widow was able to like sort of keep him from killing her. Like you know. Five seconds at a time, but that yeah. was yeah, but he was still moving. Yeah. Um, he was still making his way, just slower. Yeah, but then Spider Man too. I mean, how long have we been waiting for you know Peter Parker to actually show up and Spider Man to, to actually them, show up? To see them interacting with these characters specifically was yeah very cool. And you know, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. She was a nice surprise. I mean, and at the end, when you see you know the obvious you know adjustment that Tony had made uh, to Peter's stuff, and it was the callback to the old comic with the old Spider Man signal. It's just oh yeah. It's good to see Spider-Man finally because he was the first one that was supposed to be like our hopes for like you know these movies to come back and mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it finally came back to get back around to get him, but it, it's exciting, you know, and especially like for the trailer, we got, we got to see the Dr. Strange trailer, like on the IMAX. So that was even more exciting because that opens up the whole Marvel mystical part yes. is my absolute mm-hmm. favorite of all the comics. I mean, you got Dr. Strange, you got Ghost Rider. I mean, there's just, there's so much Aaron more. is really itching for them to redo Ghost Rider. Holy yeah, bring the cage man. back. I don't, okay. Yeah, more Nick Cage, more Nick Cage right? And, Those are perfect movies. And bring perfect in the Cage movies. And bring yeah, Dave Goyer, take him back. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I, I mean, I think for me, the my favorite thing was the 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 climax, the whole fight at the end. Really, not not even like the three way battle between Winter Soldier. It was really more once uh, Winter Soldier lost his arm. Like everything from from that point on, I really. When Evan just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, or I mean, you know, and they took it out of the. How about when Spider Man can't remember the name of Empire Strikes Back because he's too young? That, that was a gonna, baby. That was going to be my. No, he said Empire Strikes Back, but he didn't know the name of. Yeah, like, it, it took the a really old yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, that was my that that was my honorable mention for like the the thing I loved most, like uh, comedy wise. I love that. It was like. And I love that it was just in the middle of this giant battle. He's like, hey, you guys remember that really old, the second Star Wars movie? And he's like, they're on that snow planet. And I just love, I, I can't remember who made the off comment, but it's just like, how Rody old is did. this? He's like, how old Rody did. Yeah, he's like, how old yeah. is this kid? Yeah. And I and I love that. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, holy shit, they're going to take down Giant Man like they did the AT-ATs uh, in Empire Strikes Back. And yeah. I really liked all the banter between Bucky and, and, uh, and Oh, Fox. yeah. I forgot to mention that. Oh, I would yes. go on a road trip with those we, guys. Yeah, we I would, too. When they kiss, when he kisses her, they just like nodding back. I don't like, yeah. Uh, If you have if you have Carter DNA, you're basically you can just expect to hook up with Captain America at some. So what you're telling me in a way, it's like Carter Hall and Kendra. There, (laughs) sure, yeah. He's except he's just destined to to be in relationships (laughs) with all of their ancestors. They don't get reincarnated and constantly fall in love. He just falls in love with like so. Next, he'll he'll fall in love with uh, Sharon Carter's. Uh, great grandchild or something, yeah, yeah. Uh, or was wait. he for Stalloning Dick da- Carter? Daughter would be terrifying, especially. That if, would be terrifying, especially <laughs> if Cap ends up being the father. That would also be terrifying. Uh, just leave it. At, sorry, uh, take it back. Leave it on the floor. We'll just we'll file it away. Um, Stop it. Anyway, uh, even Glenn, I believe. I don't want to say I know so. where their franchise is going, but I I know where it's not gonna go. Yeah. Uh, well, not going I'm in fairly the, certain it's not going that way. Not going in the yeah, ancestral no, direction. No. Uh, so I mean, well, the Russos have said that they are going to be renaming the Infinity War movies. They said both movies are yeah, because they're so different. They said both movies are going to be so different from one another that they don't want to call them a part one and a part two. So Aaron, part one could be like Ancestral Wars. You don't the know. Thanos imperative. Well, you're not. You know, if you know the comics, you're not that far off. So yeah. <laughs> oh god, I let's, let's hope Thanos. We. Thanos gets to fuck death part two. Basically. <laughs> well, they haven't, they haven't, I don't know if they've necessarily. I'm not making that up. So. Oh my God. No, yeah. Death's a, a, a lady. He's courting. Yeah, that's, that's why he why murders he the universe. The uh, yeah. 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 I he mean, that's the impressor. In the books, that is Thanos's thing. He, uh, I don't think they're enemy. quite going that literal. Because <laughs> no, they, that, they don't, the they don't own the death character. I think that's with the Sandman property. Really? Yeah, I love, I'm almost positive that's the way it is. I, I would just like to hear the press conference where they say we can't do that storyline at this time. Marvel doesn't own death. <laughs> Disney owns a lot of things, but we don't own death yet. We're working not out. yet. Uh, just have, have sex with Mephisto or something. <laughs> is, did the comics get all sexual when I wasn't looking? What happened? Don't no, they don't actually show Thanos plowing death. I mean, that's, come well, on. that would be because everybody's dead. 
Okay, this is getting real weird real quick. So let's uh, <laughs> let's hop off of. I think it's safe to if say. If you go back and read the comic, the comic run Thanos Rising, where it it shows Thanos as a child coming up, like it explains his whole infatuation with death. It, it it'll be a little clearer what we're talking about. So it's it's kind of like in the uh, Justice League Unlimited, yeah. where Darkseid and uh, and Lex Luthor become uh, uh, enamored with the anti life equation. Like yeah. it's that kind of thing. I think I think it's I think it's safe to say that uh, we won't be seeing any graphic uh, sexual scenes in any upcoming Marvel films. So uh, we can move on. Well, we're not done talking about Captain America yet because we're going to talk about the box office here. But I think it's safe to say that even the cold-hearted Glenn Bove would still recommend uh, you go and see this movie, uh, even though he's not quite sure how he feels about it yet. Maybe you just need to see it again, digest it a little bit more. No, I mean it's it good. I'm not going to say it's not a good movie. Sure, it is good. It's just. Some things aren't sitting quite well with you. You know how, like, Donna just... Uh, granted, Donna just has its own issues. Oh, but having come out so quickly after Deadpool, where Deadpool, like, makes fun of the entire genre. Yes. Like, that doesn't really bode well for you when you're going into that. That's true. Uh, I, felt, I feel like, to me, to some extent, mm. going into seeing a more fun, no-consequences... Uh, for my actions type movie, like maybe you need a little bit more dour. And well, of I course think the consequences, the Avengers had to break up. Caps and hiding along with the rest of his team because they're criminals now. War There's machines. Just, are nobody crippled. died. Yeah. Ro- yeah War, War machines, machines crippled. I mean, there are severe consequences. Just nobody died. Yeah. Um, oh, he can just get that one thing that Felicity has and he can start walking again. <laughs> oh, the microchip from Mr. Terrific. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about the box office real quick. Uh, Cause we'll be talking about Captain America shortly. Uh, once we get to the top of it. So the top five, uh, it goes like this. Uh, Keanu is number five. It fell a couple spots from number three. Uh, all of these movies, spoiler alert, are falling from their previous positions, uh, at least a little bit. It did uh, 3.2. Has anybody seen Keanu yet? I really want to go look at it. I got to get out uh, and see it. No, I, really I want to see, see that. It. Uh, looks no, like I haven't a, seen it. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, the Huntsman. Is this the sequel? Did this, the it's, a, prequel? it's a prequel and a sequel because I heard yes. it was terrible. Ooh, it's a it's pre sequel. Is it's that a, what they call I it? I mean, yep. the other one isn't good. It's a sequel so, prequel. Okay, a post prequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a pre sequel. Um, yeah. Okay, so it fell from the number two spot to number four, doing just under four million. Uh, Mother's Day fell, or it went actually it went up from number four to number three. Ugh. That's upsetting. Really? You want to know a fun fact about that movie? Probably because of Mother's Day. Go ahead. Uh, Julia Roberts was on set for four days and made three yes. million dollars. I knew that. And wow. they probably what, what's used Mother's a Day about? Or do I have to ask? Uh, it's a we Gary Marshall film. You don't Mother's Day. Uh, it oh. was seedingly ill-advised. It's it's, it. it's literally a movie about Mother's Day, starring Jennifer right. Aniston, Kate Hudson, John Lovitz. Is still getting work thanks to this movie. Hi. People are afraid to tell Gary Marshall to stop. Is that his last movie? No, he's going to make MLK Day next. And, uh, oh, no, John Lovitz. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, he no. died what about like, a couple months ago, didn't he? Lovitz? John Lovitz? What? Nope. John Lovitz? Yeah. Lovitz. I, Lovitz? I don't no. think John Lovitz doesn't have Andy Dick's blood on his hands yeah, yeah. for killing Phil Hartman. So, no, John sure? Lovitz is still alive. No, you've confused Lovitz's life for his career. So, career <laughs> dead, life is still it's ongoing. still going on. Uh, oh, shit. The Jungle Book, after four weeks, finally toppled. It goes to number two. Uh, it still made in its fourth week a pretty darn respectable twenty four point four million. It's doing a lot of money. This film is because uh, it's, it's good. Almost at eight hundred. Almost at eight hundred million. I've heard it's really good. It's not. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I, I just know what kind of blows out the mic. Are, are there but... full on songs in there? 
There's, uh, there is you know, one song. There's yeah. like half-hearted songs, which I kind of wish they could all together, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, Christopher Walken singing King of the Swingers. It's pretty awesome. I'm glad I got the half. Is that, that the actual title of the song? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Be like you. Anyway, oh, yeah. oh, it's, be like, it's be like you. Yeah. Um, better. The credits version is much better. Better. He actually yeah. gets to sing it. Better. Yeah. Better or worse than Tailspin? <laughs> Anyone? Dude, how Oof. could you rip on Tailspin? I love Tailspin. Uh, no, Apples I, and oranges. No, that's why I was asking. I love Tailspin. <laughs> that's what we talked about pre-show. Was Tailspin and Chippendales the that's, other day? I'm gonna go watch Rescue <laughs> Rangers later, son. Just for that alone. Yeah. Cool. Magnum PI and Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> yep little independent flick that could Captain America Civil War debuted at the number one spot doing almost 180 million in its opening weekend in the United States Um, it's just a drop in the bucket though compared to what it's already made foreign Uh, it's almost at 700 million dollars already so get ready for Captain America Civil War it's kind of weird that it didn't open as big domestically though Uh, I mean that's pretty big no i mean it's i'm not saying it's small but i was expecting over 200 yeah i'd actually have to go look to see how it did to it's like fifth all time i think it is do it is it is doing better than uh dawn of justice did at three days dawn of justice <laughs> did 166 i love how many times they said shit in this movie they did say shit a lot, they they shit a lot. see see how much money Batman vs. It would have made if it was good. Because just just those two names in it made that much opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, it dropped. It dropped. We talked about it the second week. It dropped <laughs> it, off yeah. massively. Well, I think the Saturday like wasn't it like the biggest drop from like mm-hmm. Saturday to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here are the according to Rotten Tomatoes the brave the two brave films that are opening this coming weekend to try to do battle with Civil War. Uh, we've got The Darkness, which is a horror movie directed by oh, Greg McClain. Yes. Starring the man, parents. Yeah, darkness. Well, it's darkness. Colon, like no the parents. band, the dark. No, no, no. Uh, this, well, if, if the lead singer is Kevin Bacon, then yes, because he's the he's the star of this horror uh, film. He does have yeah. a band, like he and his brother. They're the fabulous Bacon Brothers. I know. Yeah, Bacon Brothers. I know this is gonna sound. I know this is gonna sound silly because Kevin Bacon has done, I think, every movie ever made. But yes, has he done accurate. has he done horror stuff before? I don't I don't recall. Oh yeah, uh, Stir yeah, of Echoes, that, dude. Yes, that one. Was that one where he's invisible? Uh, Tremors. Oh, Tremors. Oh. Tremors is hilarious. Yeah. But I guess it's well, scary. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what, what was the one where he was invisible? He was Hollow invisible. Man. Like Hollow, Man. Hollow, Hollow Man. Hollow Man. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember Hollow Man now. Thank you for stirring that memory. Yeah, remember because they CGI'd his wiener in that. Remember they did. They <laughs> sure did. did. They sure did. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also opening you know up against Wiener didn't get CGI'd. Hmm. Michael Fassbender. Nope. Don't need you can't it. CGI that. Or uh, or Voldemort when in Red Dragon. That's true. Real Voldemort. Or Viggo Mortensen when he has that fight like, scene and he promises. Or or a yeah. bunch of people in Game of Thrones. Old dirty people in the street. We get to see them. Hey, Martinez is a soap star. He he hung dong in a movie once. Let's let's go from talking about that to talking about George Clooney's next movie, Money Monster. Oh, speaking of Affleck, that once too. Batman, Batman shown it. (laughs) Affleck, Affleck has too. Uh, Monster Mash, uh, Money Man, uh, Money Monster, starring George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, my favorite television villain of all time. Uh, It's a drama. Jodie Foster directed it. Mm-hmm. It's probably about money. And it, he's about the ninety-nine percent man. Is that what oh, it is? 
or the one percent. The one percent. This is the one where Jack Connell's upset uh, uh, yes, and he yes. wants to kill somebody. Uh, yes. he, he plays. Which one's the bad one? Is it ninety-nine? He lost all his one. money. The one. One percent are the rich people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, George, George Clooney plays a bombastic TV personality whose financial network show has made him the money whiz of Wall Street. I love how he's starting to look more and more like Steve Martin. The older he gets, his eyebrows are always black and his hair is really white. Uh, by the way, we should note that both of these movies so far have not been screened, pre-screened for critical reviews. Oh, so that's there always are no a reviews. great sign. Sometimes, that's not great. Sometimes that's a bad sign. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes people are like uh, some... I, I Like, I don't think they pre-screened Star Wars. There was something... No, they did. There, wasn't there some movie that they didn't pre-screen and it was just because they're like, fuck you, we don't even need to. It's going to make a billion dollars. Well, Star Wars had an embargo for oh, like they were three em- days out. They were if they announced yeah. tomorrow that Clooney hangs dong in this movie, would it make more than $10 million in its opening weekend? No. 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 Wow. I don't think so. Not anymore. Michael Fassbender? Maybe. Yeah. It'll have a great Tuesday <laughs> early bird showing. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, All right. So uh, before we head on out, we're going to draw one more film for our Parts Unknown series. Son of a bitch. This is always, Aaron is always like on edge for this because we're never sure if we're going to get something. And then he doesn't show up for him. And then he doesn't show up for him. Uh, no, he, well, he's done all. He's I a, watched The Imposters again. <laughs> Stanley Tucci is uh, a comedic force. The, uh, so the, this is our third, this is our third season of this uh, particular mm-hmm. podcast. We do about seven and then we take a long break because we can't stand uh, the wide variety of usually terrible movies we have to watch. So far it has been okay. Yeah, the first one we got was Impostor, which was a sci-fi movie with Gary Sinise in the lead. Uh, our second movie was Deep Impact from 1998, or as I like to call it, The, <gasps> the Better Armageddon. I love that. A T. Leone movie. She's yeah. so wonderful. T. Leone, d- young Elijah Wood. Yeah! <laughs> so many things. Uh, so yeah, this is this is the third one. This is how <laughs> this is how we do it. Now I'm not holding Jacqueline and Jillian to this. You can watch it if you want to. No bullshit. They're here. They have. To. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what we signed up for. Oh no, it's a trap. So you you, <laughs> you 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 do not necessarily have to. But if you want to watch it, and then when we do the podcast where we review this movie, you can. Uh, I guess it may just depend on what we pull up. So how it works is I, I it's very scientific. I go to this website called allflix.net slash it's allflix.net slash Netflix dash randomizer. It's legitimately a randomizer of I mean you don't have to randomize it. You can very you can make it very specific, but you can leave all of the fields blank and it will randomly select something that is on Netflix. So it's it's right now set to all genres. It's set to any film on Netflix rated a one or a one to a five. Any movie, oh any movie on IMDb with a zero to a ten rating. There's a lot of Sandler movies on Netflix, man. <laughs> <laughs> and to be more. and it will and it will encompass any film released between the years 1900 and 2016. <sighs> Uh, we usually. I'm excited for what this is going to be. Yeah, I want to see. What if it's a good one? I'm excited. Right now, we've never gotten a good one. <laughs> no, we did. It was Breaking Bad, and we said, "Oh, we've all okay, watched we it." Yeah, yeah, we're not going to do yeah. that. We're not going to do that ever again. And then we got that stupid Octavia Spencer movie. <laughs> Activia about Missy uh, Pyle losing weight. Snowpiercer, you mean? No, oh, no, yeah, no. Snowpiercer one. was good. One. I liked no, it. Wasn't. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Screw you. Snowpiercer was good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the rule is right now, if we get like a documentary or like a concert, I think we'll skip over it and try it again. Uh, cause we did, I think we did like a couple of documentaries and that was very difficult the to Indy review. 500 documentary? We had a documentary about the Indy 500 race. What about that and, one? and trying did to white trash the whole time and oh. trying to talk about it for an hour was difficult. Um, so, uh, the second life that was 
Second Life Very was interesting. Second Life it was, was interesting. interesting. Um, so we're going to probably skip that. If it's a television show, how it works is that we will watch the pilot, review the pilot, and then discuss whether or not we would watch the rest of the show based off of the pilot. Uh, all right. Uh, so here we go. I'm going to click the, the go button. It really should say randomize, but it, instead it says go with an exclamation point. Bingo, bingo. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Click. And loading, and we have a film, a 95-minute action-adventure film from 1997 called The Rage. And Mm. Aaron, this is, Uh this is, no, this is in your wheelhouse, sir. Would you like to hear the cast list? Does it star Stone Cold? No. Listen listen to this. Listen to this cast list. David Carradine. Okay. Roy Scheider. Oh God! Oh, damn it! Gary oh. Roy, Gary Busey, well, Gary oh. Busey in the number two slot, and in the number one slot, the great Lorenzo Lamas. Oh, I am. <laughs> this seems promising. So excited for this. FBI agent Nick Travis is hot on the trail of a psychopath Nick, who's gone Nick on a rampage. Nick Travis with his mer- He's a loose cannon and a renegade. Well, hold on, don't read the <laughs> whole thing for me. motorcycle. He'll just say "fuck your rules, bro." You're reading the whole thing for me. Uh, <laughs> look at Busey's teeth on the fucking trailer image. Jesus Christ! And basically, <laughs> there's nine foot of gum. Uh, ah, teeth are like daggers. It's like that elevator Good. scene from The Shining, but it's just gum instead of blood just flying at you right now. Uh, here, here is the official synopsis: FBI, FBI agent Nick Travis is out on the trail of a psychopath who's gone on a rampage with Nick his with his murderous anti-establishment gang. Oh, fantastic! Are they on motorcycles? Uh, I'm not sure, but the the trailer listed here, the title says "The Rage, 1997." And then I I see uh, dash awful movie. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. So I wonder if that's from the uh, I wonder if that's from the actual production company who made the film and they titled it awful movie. Awful movie. Uh, oh, that's what Happy Madison should change her name to. Great. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. For those of you, for those of whom are interested, the average rating on Netflix is a three point three out of five. They're lying. There's no way it's that good. Uh, the average, the average rating on IMDb is a four point three out of ten. Okay, there's three American actors starring in this movie. It was still made in Belgium. Really? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So it's Lorenzo Lamas, Gary Busey, oh. and Roy Scheider are the top three. Oh, I love Roy Scheider. Christ oh. dead. Oh, the director of this movie also did Superman four. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Even I am so excited for this. No way. Good. Yeah, God. he did. The, yeah, he did. And Iron Eagle two, Iron Eagle one. Oh man, this guy. Ladybugs. Oh, what a piece. Question, of this is a good. This is a good movie to get in on. I'm down. The quest, Yeah, I do this. The the quest for peace. Isn't that the movie where he gets hurt? He get like scratched or something, and is like it's like the really bad one. Gravely injured yeah. by a scratch or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, this sounds great, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, he wrote Iron Eagle 3, if that makes you feel any better. All the better. Oh, oh he wrote The Rage 2, written and directed by this fan. Oh, This could be maybe one of our best experiences yet. We'll find out. Oh my god, I am so just... Could this I'm sure there's a drinking game for this that could, you could play. Could this top the Bollywood movie that we watched? I may have to start drinking. It, you know what, you say what, I liked Go. It, it, it was very entertaining. I like, yeah, it had Eric Estrada in it. It did not... <laughs> 
<laughs> it did have a great uh all the songs in the middle of the fight scenes i really liked it had the bollywood equivalent of eric estrada in it, really. <laughs> oh that guy was so he, he i think he was pretty beefy as far as bollywood movies go yeah i'd put him at about a level like a like a james marsden yeah i think on the bollywood scene um all right just beefy enough but not too much you know what i mean not yeah, you don't you never want to go full beef. For He's like a good medium in between uh, you and McGregor and Hugh Jackman. He's just like a slight side of beef. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's Wait, which Ian McGregor? Uh, train spotting or Obi Wan? Obi Wan. Or Mulan Rouge. You can't go train spotting, man. That's just that's that's too dirty. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go Obi Wan. Um, it's like Downey in the eighties when his teeth were still gapped. You, you can't go that young. <laughs> Uh, all right, now you didn't go that time. young Come in Civil War. The show, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to close the show here. We're like a, we're an hour and fifteen minutes, and uh, <laughs> some of us have things to do. Damn it! Yeah, I Just have. Kidding, I have nothing. <laughs> I, I have to do adulting stuff. Normally, I gotta go watch this movie. Uh, normally, uh, I'm doing some great PR here for our Gotham podcast. Normally, I would have stopped this podcast a half hour ago so I could go watch the show, but since we're not. Uh, continuing on with it, I'm in. Uh, I don't give a shit about it, phase. And you I'll guys go, are doing Gotham anymore. I'll go down now. Nah, after the season's over, we're done. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm through with that show. Uh, wow. I, I will go. I will go download a copy of this episode. Are, are you done watching just, Arrow? Then no, we're not. So you kept Arrow but got rid of Gotham. Yeah, as we as we explained, because Flash and Legends of Tomorrow are tied an extra oh, with Arrow. Wow, you poor bastards. Yeah. So the, uh, because Flash and Air, uh, Flash and Legends are still good shows. And they're tied to the crappy Arrow show. Uh-huh. I'm just we're just keeping it together because they may cross over, and I'm not worried about that with Gotham. And they can continue their uneven roller coaster of mediocrity. So uh, go tune oh, how into dare the, you, sir? Go tune into the Gotham podcast this week, everybody. <laughs> Jada Pickett's coming back this week, man. How are you not excited to see Fish Mooney come back? But oh, all psychotic and shit. I, I wasn't that excited for the first season. I was. I loved her the first season. Was ex- she was great. I was excited when they got rid of her. That was. <laughs> How dare uh, anyway, uh, actually, most most weeks we can say for everything we talked about this week, go to the website. But uh, for most of what we talked about this week, go to your theater and watch Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> uh, go to Netflix and be very angry at the guy who wrote and directed The Rage. The, the Rage. rage. The and rage. Email us at. Uh, oh, thanks, Glenn. Uh, info at geeklyempire.com. I still think people are. I guarantee you people are still sending stuff to info at cinemageekly.com. Well, I, I know I that's that. where I send all my stuff. <laughs> Which I'm not <laughs> receiving. I'm not receiving any of those. Uh, yep, I tried to send something there. So you have to send it to info at geeklyempire.com. For where info at? at geeklyempire.com. Yeah, for a bevy of uh, reasons that I don't feel like explaining at the moment. Uh, but you can check us out on cinemageekly.com and all of the social media extensions thereof. Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, all at cinemageekly. And, of course, cinemageekly.com slash premium. All of our programs available to everybody. All of them available on Google Play Music and in iTunes. And this particular podcast also available on the Stitcher app and on TuneIn Radio. Okay. Uh, I believe that is... Uh, subscribe. Uh, yeah, subscribe, rate, review, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, we're not selling anything to you anymore, so uh, <laughs> we're not trying, I think is the, the point. Is that, is that what you're trying to say, Glenn? That we're subscribe. not trying to sell anything? Just, yeah, subscribe, click buttons, listen, enjoy. Uh, I believe that is a wrap. Hopefully there will be some good stuff. 
down the line for next week for us to talk about. If not, send some emails. We can maybe garner enough to maybe do like a throw together a, a rough mailbag episode so we have something to do next week. Otherwise, it's just going to be us discussing the rage from 1997 with that amazing cast. And I thought the cast was amazing until you guys found out who the director was. <laughs> and now, um, now real quick, just to drop a, 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 a quick plug. Uh, Matt and I are going to be doing a new episode of Children of the Atoms. We're going to be covering the Friday the 13th franchise in honor of this Friday, which is the 13th. So that's going to be coming to you guys next couple of days. I see that's going to be on uh, on premium. Yep. Oh, well, and Ty and I are going to talk about uh, Uncharted and Civil War. So. That, that, that's going to be on premium, too. And I'm going to be talking with Aurora and Glenn and probably other people about other television shows. All of them on that thing I just said. Uh, so, And I promise that Jillian and Jacqueline and I are going to get together for a podcast. I'm actually going to send you the files in a couple of days. Hey, there you go. Glad on top of things. And Jacqueline and Jillian, of course, you can listen to their show. The following has been approved slash we approve it. It's also on our free stream and it's also on their SoundCloud page and they're on a bunch of social medias as well. Yes, Aaron. How are you doing? I am. (laughs) You know, I'll tell you right now, I am virtually out of breath right now from plugging so many things. Their show is also on Stitcher. You forgot about that. Is it? Yeah, it shows up on the scene of a geekly feed. Mm-hmm. Ours? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 y'all's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their show, their show is going to show up on our feed, no matter where our feed is. So, uh, yeah. So it's you tied can, in with the regular you can, and uh, you can, parts unknown. You can, They're all together. You can find them everywhere as well by looking for we approve it on the various social medias as well. Yes. All right, now to remember everybody's name. Uh, for Jacqueline, Jillian, Glenn, and Aaron, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week, maybe. With some more Cinema Geekly podcast, but definitely with a parts unknown from the guy who gave us Superman for the quest for peace.